Welcome to the Thriving Authors Podcast, where we delve into all aspects of what it takes to get your dream book out of your heart, onto the page, and into the world, connecting with a wide audience of readers. I'm Dallas, and I don't just want you to be a published author. I want you to be a thriving author, confidently sharing your ideas, making an impact with your words, and owning your unique voice that deserves to be heard. I've spent the past two decades immersed in the publishing industry, building my career as a best-selling author of five books and counting. As a book coach, I have helped dozens of women birth their books and live their dreams. And here's what I know to be true. You deserve abundant creativity, a nurturing writing practice, and a supportive community that inspires and uplifts you through the ups and downs of the writing life. I want to help you write and publish your dream books that grow your audience, grow your business, and grow your legacy. On this podcast, you will find behind-the-scenes lessons from my own book writing and publishing journey, interviews with successful published authors, and tips and advice you can start using today to move you forward in your writing life. You don't have to do this alone. Let's get started. Hello, my lovelies. It is really nice to be sitting down with you again for another episode of the Thriving Authors Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I wanted to talk with you today a little bit about editing your book. Um, I feel like this topic has been coming up a lot in my Thriving Authors Academy Mastermind, and it also is a phase that I'm in right now in my own writing life. So it just feels like the universe is been bringing up to me a lot. And I wanted to talk about it with you today. So one thing that um, you might not know about my Thriving Authors Academy six-month small group coaching program to help you birth your book is that not only do I help women get the first draft down of their book, so it's for you if you have a book inside of you that you want to write the first draft, it is also for you if you are in the editing process. So I also have women in the program who are going through editing, um, whether it is themselves doing some edits of the book or also I walk women through reaching out to um, early readers, beta readers, developmental editors, copy editors, all of that stuff. So if this is something that you are thinking about, that you want support around, um, it is definitely a part of Thriving Authors Academy as well. Um, and so I wanted to talk just a little bit today about a question that has come up um, both in the drafting phase with my clients and also when clients are transitioning to editing, which is, how do I know that I'm ready to share my book with somebody else? Um, and also I wanted to just talk a little bit about the editing process and why it is so important um, to get readers for your book to help you make it the best it can be. But also I feel like sometimes editing can become a problem if we bring it into the process too soon or too early on. Something that I walk my clients with through a lot is um, self-editing and self-criticism. And I think that line between helpful editing and critical editing that can hinder our creative process, you know, it's such a fine line. And so it's um, important to have some strategies and structure in place to, to really deal with that and to feel like um, the editing process is a tool that you have for your empowerment and um, not something that is controlling you or harming your creative process. 
So I first of all wanted to just share in my own writing life right now, um, I have two books that I'm working on that are coming out in 2023. Um, One is a novel called Before and After You and Me that is going to come out in the fall with Al Hollow Press. And the other is my first nonfiction book called A Thousand and One Ways to Be Kind that is coming out, I think, either in December 2023 or perhaps in January 2024. And that's with uh, Familius Publishing, and it's called A Thousand and One Ways to Be Kind. And I'm in the editing process with both of these. So both of these books before this point, before I even found publishers, I had gone through myself and done a lot of editing on my own. So that is definitely the first stage that I recommend as far as editing goes, is you yourself taking some time away from your manuscript, letting it rest. Um, If you think about an analogy to cooking, you're baking bread, you're stepping away, letting the dough rise um, so that you come back to it and you have a little bit of fresh perspective to be able to read through it and edit it yourself. So I have already edited these books myself um, many times, especially the novel Before and After You and Me. This is one that I've been working on for many years. It's gone through many iterations. It began originally as my thesis for my MFA program, and um, I just kept coming back to it. And it used to be more of an adult fiction novel written in third person. featuring adult characters. It is now a young adult novel featuring characters in high school written in the first person. Um, Kind of the spine of the story and the structure remains the same, but it definitely has been through many iterations. And I even have some trusted readers, um, like my dad, who is also a writer, who read through um, the draft for me and helped give me some edits and some comments. And so even before it got to this point of being with an editor at the publisher, I had edited it a lot myself. So I just want to um, just kind of normalize that process of books that we read on the shelves. Um, It's so common for us to compare our drafts, even our rough drafts, that's like the first draft we're getting down to these published books on the shelves and just really want to normalize that any book you're going to read on the shelf you know, has been edited many times by many different people. Um, And so yours will too. And that's what helps make our books the best they can be, right? Is using our own voices, our own intuitions to make it the best it can be, and then reaching out for help from other people and other perspectives to bring in that freshness and to help us see our work with fresh eyes and, um, and use their feedback to make it even better. So um, the past couple of weeks, I got some feedback from editors for both of my manuscripts and it was so helpful. And so I just wanted to share with you, you know, sometimes people tell me like, well, is it worth it to hire an editor? Um, You know, can I just do it myself? And I think, like I said, it's great to do it yourself as best you can, but then there's like this next level that you need to invest in an editor and a professional editor to really help bring your book up there, right? To be able to see it fresh, give you ideas and make it the best it can be. So um, for example, my kindness book, 
is literally a thousand and one different acts of kindness. Um, it's broken up into a bunch of different categories and it's, it's like a list book, a list of all these different acts of kindness. And oh my goodness, I've, I read through this so, so many times. I felt like I really, you know, read through it with a fine tooth comb, um, making sure it was, you know, as perfect as I could make it before I submitted the draft to my publisher. But a thousand and one is a lot of acts of kindness. And I was surprised when I got it back from the editor, I actually had some duplicates in there. So that fresh perspective, those fresh eyes, that other person was able to find some mistakes in there that I would not have found myself. So that is one reason that editors are so helpful. Professional editors, they have a background, they have expertise, they have knowledge in this, that they're able to really find any little mistakes, um, any, not only are we talking about spelling mistakes, punctuation, grammar, but also things with um, consistency, like factual errors, um, like in my case, duplicates. They also can often point out if there are certain words that you just repeat over and over again, that maybe you want to kind of think of some synonyms or clean up that a little bit. So that's one reason just um, kind of on that practical level. Um, that editors are so helpful, especially professional trained editors who really know what they're doing and have experience as editors. So I was so, so grateful to that editor for catching those duplicates for me. So I was able to make the draft even better. She also caught a few instances of phrasing that I repeated. And so it's just so much better now, this, this revised draft, having um, those cleared up. And then the other book, my novel, we're in more of the developmental editing stage, which to give you a sense, if you think about editing as almost like a top-down pyramid, the very top layer is called developmental editing. And so that is more looking at your book on a broad scale, thinking about like the ideas, the structure, um, the contents of the book, just really a broad level. And then as we go down the inverse pyramid, we get narrow and narrower. So then we get more into copy editing, which is more looking at like the line level, phrasing, um, examples, word choice, diction, things like that. And then proofreading, I think of as just that very bottom of the pyramid, which is sometimes the only thing that people think of with editing is they just think of proofreading. Maybe that's the type of editing that you did when you were in high school and you would like peer edit each other's papers. It's sometimes just the, the small things like the punctuation and the spelling and the grammar, which is important, but editing encompasses so much more than that. So we want to focus on more than just that that proofreading at the end, we want to start with the developmental editing, which is more the big picture stuff, move down into copy editing, which is the phrasing, the line level, the word choice, the description, like all of that. And then we end with proofreading um, is, is the last thing that you'll do um, with an editor to really get your book kind of polished, get it all shiny and ready for publication. So with my novel, I'm in the developmental stage of editing right now. And um, it was just so so extremely helpful to receive a feedback from my editor for that novel. Um, it's a book that, as I said, I've been with a long time. I've been with these characters for so long. And I just, the letter from her with ideas for making my book even better, it just really highlighted to me how important and useful it is to have someone come in who hasn't spent all this time with your book, right? Who like, 
doesn't know your characters like the back of their hand, who's able to just pick up your book as the reader will with this freshness and have, um, you know, questions, ideas, impressions of the characters of the plot that to you, um, you're just, you're, you're really just not able to see your book in that way anymore because you've been journeying with it for so long. And so she really helped me. For example, there's one side character who I am very fond of this character. Um, but she, my editor brought up a few questions of places that maybe this character isn't the most likable. And I could try to make her a little bit more likable. There were certain things that she said that I had intended to come across in a certain way that and it didn't. Um, and so that was just so helpful because I want the reader to like this character, you know? And so um, getting that perspective so I can go back in and really try to make this character come across on the page the way that I feel her in my heart um, is so important. And then something else that she's been really helpful with this editor is thinking about pacing. So pacing is so important with our books, but often it can be hard for us to really get a grasp on it ourselves. Like I said, we're just like so kind of in the weeds of our books that we need someone to come in, look at our books from like 30,000 feet up in the air and really help us see this is maybe where it drags a little bit. This is where the pacing moves a little bit too fast. Let's slow it down. And so for me, for example, some of the chapters, I um, they, they're a little bit slow and she was able to, to point out to me that one of the reasons is I'm, I was repeating some information that the reader already knew that it was almost like I was trying to remind the reader or maybe even remind myself when I was drafting about this information, but the reader remembers, I don't have to be um, repeating this again. So just her sense of, um, you know, being able to tell me, oh no, I remember this. I get this. I'm not confused. I think you can cut this out. I think you can tighten this up here to get the pacing more um, where we want it to be. You know, that was just so extremely helpful for me to now dive back into this manuscript with this fresh perspective, these new ideas. And I just feel so energized and really excited to bring my book to this next level. So that's just to give you a sense of um, the ways that editing can be so useful. And even, I mean, as writers throughout our careers, we all need editors, right? So these books are my sixth and seventh books. It's not like you're, it's not like I'm ever, or you're ever going to get to a place where you say, oh, it's okay. I'm good. I don't need an editor. Editors are just such an important part of the writing and publishing process, no matter where you are in your writing career. And like I've said before, if you are in this place of growth where every book you write, you're trying to become a better writer, you're trying to push yourself to grow, you're doing something new and different, right? We're always going to need editors to really, to help us see our own blind spots, to see places where our book doesn't quite match up our intentions, and just to help give us some, some ideas to, to really make the most of our book and make it as close to our vision as we can. I have a dear professor who I've mentioned before on this podcast named Amy Bender, who was my professor when I was studying creative writing at USC. And she used to use this analogy of, um, the book that the idea that we first get in our heads for our book and it's just this like beautiful shiny idea that we have and part of what makes it so compelling and beautiful and shiny is that it's kind of amorphous and we haven't tried to pin it down yet in words and then there's the actual book that we end up with at the end right which is she was she would say there's always going to be a gap between that kind of 
beautiful shiny idea we have for our book and then the actual book that we write it's never going to be quite the same um just because that idea part of what makes it so fun and compelling is that it's like we haven't tried to pin it down into words yet it has sort of that newness um but she would say that with every book we write we're trying to make that gap between that perfect book in our head and the book that we actually hold in our hands we're trying to make that gap smaller and smaller. Um, and so that's what editors really can help us do as well. Try to get our book as close to our original vision for the project as we can. And so I hope that gives you a sense of some reasons why it's so important to invest in an editor. In particular, I like to think of it as an investment because you really get what you pay for with with editors. I've had um, some people tell me some horror stories of like paying for an editor, trying to find a bargain and really not being happy with the quality of the work that they get back from that editor. So I think um, it's definitely something to um, just to plan to invest some money in hiring a really qualified professional editor who you feel is a great match for um, your book style, who you um, have a connection with, you just really value their input and their opinion, and you feel safe with them and you feel seen and understood. So it's almost like you, I, I really recommend you giving yourself a lot of time to find that ideal editor, kind of like you're auditioning people. You know, you're really in the driver's seat, you're in control. And I recommend reaching out to multiple editors and getting a sense of their style. You're really working with them to um, to bring your book fully to life. And so, um, you know, a common practice that editors will offer you is to do some sample pages. So you would send them your book and, you know, the first chapter or something like that. And they would edit it for you for free to give you a sense of what their style is and their process. And so I definitely recommend that when you're looking for editors to give yourself that time, give yourself that leeway um, and kind of audition these different editors before you choose one to work with, because it is an important decision. It's it's a really important investment to make in your book. And you want to feel really good about who you choose to partner with on this journey. Um, and so some questions that have come up in my Thriving Authors Academy mastermind lately around editing, one question that has come up is this idea of, well, how do I know that my book is ready um, to share with someone or like to find an editor? How do I, how do I really know if I'm ready? to share it with someone. And I wanted to break this down into multiple parts because I think we sort of have different um, different circles of who that someone might be. So one thing that came up in the call that I'm thinking about with this example is um, this person was excited but also nervous to share her book with someone close in her life. Um, maybe if you think about your life, maybe it's like you're a parent or a partner or a dear friend, someone maybe who knows you're writing a book and is is proud of you or cheering you on, but you also feel nervous to actually share the book with them. And um, I think this can be, for me, um, it was kind of counterintuitive when I realized this, but I think it's so true that often the people that we're closest to, it could be the people that you're most comfortable with in your normal day-to-day -day life, they can actually be the hardest people to share our writing with. In some ways, it can feel a little bit easier to share your pages with 
total strangers than it can be to share with someone who you really love and admire and really care about their opinion. And so I think just recognizing that that's totally normal um, to kind of have maybe some of those fears or feelings of pressure or being worried about what they might think. Um, and and that, that's just because you you care about them and you care about their opinion and you really want them to like your book and like to understand what you're doing and why this is important to you. And so one thing that has really helped me is, um, and that I advise my clients is to get to a place where, um, you know, you feel kind of, you feel excited at the idea of, of sharing your work with them, right? It doesn't feel like you're doing it out of a place of, um, I don't know, like scarcity or doubt or fear or feeling guilty, like you should be sharing it with them. You're more in a place of excitement. You are excited for them to read your work and to get a sense of what you've been been spending all this time creating. And it's just like this part of your life that you're excited to share with them. So I think that can be a really great indicator that you're ready. Even if you feel a little bit nervous, a little bit of, you know, worry that they're going to like it, but mostly the emotion you would describe of how you feel is like excited to really kind of open the store and share this with them. And just giving you that caveat that you don't have to open that door and share your book with anyone until you feel like you're ready to do so, right? So I think when you're writing that first draft, especially, I often like to pretend like I'm never going to share it with anybody. Like this is just something I'm writing for myself. Uh, Because like I was mentioning earlier, sometimes if we open that door too soon, if we share our work too, too soon before we're ready, or if we even think about what other people might say, if they read our writing, it can just be so paralyzing to the creative process. All of a sudden, we're doubting every single word that we're writing. We're thinking about, well, what would you know, grandma think about that? Or what would my best friend or what would my neighbor, what would that girl from high school? Um, we can just all of a sudden be so in our heads, have all of these voices of these other people that we're kind of making up what their reactions might be to what we're writing. And just nothing kills creativity faster than all of those critical voices in the room. So we really want to, when we're drafting, kind of shut out that editorial process entirely. I like to really just be in that creative zone and not be even really thinking about editing or improving our work or what a reader might think, what other people might think, that all comes later, right? You can save all of that for later. And so I think if you do choose to share your work with somebody during the drafting phase, when you're only creating that first draft, you haven't reached the end of the manuscript yet, I think it's really important to give them um, the caveat that you really don't want their edits at this point, right? So I would say something like, I want to share this with you because it's such an important part of my life and what I'm working on right now. And I know it's not perfect. This is just a rough draft. If you have anything that you want to comment to me about it, like any suggestions, could you just write those down in a separate place and give them to me later when I'm at the editing process when I'm like ready to edit, that would be super helpful for the, for right now. Could you please just tell me what you love about it? Could you please just pour that encouragement into me? So it will give me that motivation to keep going. So I think that's something that we often don't give ourselves enough credit or power to be able to do that. It's like, we think if we give someone our work, then we have to just be at the mercy of their opinion. But I think really setting the tone of that 
relationship and that conversation and saying like, this is the feedback that I really need to hear from you at this stage. This is what would be most useful for me. Um, that really gives you that power. And if you have someone in your life who, you know, it would be hard for them to do that. If you have someone who, um, just you have, you have a sense that they will want to be giving you feedback to improve the work and you think it'll be hard to get their voice out of your head when you're drafting, I would really recommend just waiting to give that person um, access to your book until you're at a place where you're ready to go back and be in that editing mindset as opposed to just the creative drafting mindset. Um, Similarly, with giving your book to beta readers. So beta readers is a term for early readers, readers who um, give you feedback before you publish your book. Um, I think it's great to get just a handful of beta readers. I, I think three to five is kind of the sweet spot. But so these are people who are reading your book and giving you their feedback, their opinions, their ideas to make it better. And similarly, I really want you to feel like you're in the driver's seat when you're giving your work to these early readers to get their feedback. You want to kind of point them in the directions of what would be most useful for you with feedback. So I encourage my clients to come up with a list of questions that you want your beta readers to answer or to focus on. So these can be as specific as, you know, if there's a certain chapter, maybe there's a scene that you feel a little bit unsure about, you feel clunky, maybe there's a plot component that you're like, would this make sense? You know, it can be as specific as asking um, questions about things that happen in the book or specific chapters. It can also be on a broader level if you feel like there are certain things about your writing that you're working to improve on that aren't your natural strengths. Maybe you want to ask your beta readers about those. Like, um, you know, were there any places where you felt like the dialogue dragged a little bit or were there any places that the the book seemed rushed? Um, And you can also ask questions that are a little bit more open-ended, I think can be extremely helpful just to give you data about your book. So I think questions like, what words would you use to describe the tone of this book? That can be really illuminating for you. Or how would you describe the theme of this book? What adjectives would you use to describe my main character? Um, You might be surprised with what comes out. Maybe it's different than what you envisioned or what you intended. And that can give you some great data when you go back to edit yourself um, to really implement, to make this book. Again, we're trying to make our books the closest that we can to our vision for um, what we what we want them to be. And as with any editing that you're doing, whether this is beta readers, whether this is a close friend or family member that is giving you feedback on your book, um, whether this is a professional editor that you're hiring to give you feedback, with everything, every editing that you um that you get back or every you know piece of advice from editors that you get back. You are still in the driver's seat here. This is still your book and you are in control of what changes you want to make. So um, again, my professor, Amy Bender, that I mentioned before, another thing that she told us with editing that was so useful was to take what is useful and discard the rest. So when I was in her creative writing workshop, we would submit our work for feedback from the class. And there were about 15 people in the class. And so you would be getting feedback from a lot of different people. There were a lot of cooks in the kitchen um, giving you ideas about your story. And um, sometimes that 
that feedback would conflict with with each other. Um, and so y- you really had to choose the people that you resonated with their feedback and take what was useful to you and then just kind of discard the rest, just not even worry about the rest. So I really want you to, to encourage you with that too. If you get feedback that really doesn't resonate, it's okay not to implement that. But I do really want you to take in every feedback, every piece of feedback that you get with an open mind and an open heart and just knowing that um, the editing process is there as a place of power for you. It's really an opportunity for you to get excited about your book again, to fall in love with your book again, and to make it the very best that you can um, and to learn and grow as a writer. And so I would love to hear from you um, what where you are, where you feel that you are in your journey with your book. Are you ready to bring in any editors yet? Are you ready to get any feedback to share your work with anyone else? Or are you still in a place where you are just writing this book for yourself and you're gonna wait until you get the manuscript done and into a better place um, of you know feeling like you've made it the best that you can on your own before you give it to anyone else to read? So I really encourage um, clients as far as it comes to hiring editors to really wait until you have read through your book multiple times and gone through multiple drafts yourself to make it, it's almost like if you picture a relay race where you have the baton and you run your heart out, you give everything that you can to really make this book the very best that you can. You feel like you've done your part. You've done everything you can to make this book the best it can be. And then you're ready to pass off the baton to some beta readers or to editors um, to get you know that help with making your book even better. And so um, I hope that this is helpful for you just when you're thinking about your journey, your editorial journey. Um, And again, the main thing I want you to take away is just that you are in the driver's seat. You get to control when and how you want to share your work with others. And if you do decide to share it with friends and family or someone close to you before um, you're done with the draft or before you're ready to hire an editor, just to, to really know that um, that should be something that fills you up and makes you feel excited about your book and makes you feel kind of cheered on throughout the process. And if it doesn't feel that way, if it's something that instead feels like it's hampering you or it's um, putting pressure on you or making you feel more fearful or more doubting of your worth as a writer, that that is, those are some warning signs that um, you should really kind of quiet out those other voices and just focus back in on yourself and your vision for the book. So to tie back around to that question from my clients about like, how do I know if I'm ready to share my book with others? I think the short answer is that deep down, like you will know deep inside um, when you're ready and just to trust your intuition and and trust your gut and um, to know that, you know, you, you know, your book the best and, um, and you're, you're just really, like I said, you're in the driver's seat, you're in control of, of that whole process. So do not feel rushed. And um, also know that when the time is right, I think you'll, you'll feel it inside of your heart and you can trust that and follow that. So I am here for you if you have questions about the editing process. Um, I would love to hear them. Happy to discuss more of this in depth in a future podcast episode if you would like to hear more about this. I also offer 
hour long one-on-one intensives where you and I could sit down and talk through questions related to this. We could make um, a plan for you for finding editors, finding beta readers. We could develop your list of questions that you want to to ask. I'm happy to sit down with you and do that. And also this is something, like I said, that I really walk my clients through week by week um, in Thriving Authors Academy. So if this is something that you would love to have support around just the drafting process and the editing process. Um, Would love to invite you to apply for this next round of Thriving Authors Academy. It goes April 8th through October 1st. It's a six-month, beautiful, um, magical, small group container of support and encouragement and cheerleading and um, structure and gentle accountability and resources. For you as you are drafting and editing and publishing and marketing your book on your journey, um, you don't have to do it alone. And I have had so many people tell me who joined the program, I knew that they say, I knew it was going to be helpful for me as a writer. I didn't anticipate how life-changing this program was going to be. So I have people who just tell me that it not only changes their life as a writer, it just changes their life as a human. So um, it really is such a magical, magical group and um, would love to invite you to apply to join us for the next round. If this resonates with you, um, I just think it is so beautiful to be on this writing journey as part of community and to really feel supported and nurtured um, in your journey. You would just be shocked how much it can be a turbo boost to your productivity, your energy, your creativity, your excitement about your writing and just about your life in general. So if you have questions, if you're interested in that, um, would love to invite you to check out thrivingauthorsacademy.com and I would be happy to hop on a call with you to hear more about your book project, where you are in the process and answer your questions and just figure out if it would be a good fit for you. So um, with that, have a beautiful rest of your day. I am cheering you on wherever you are in your writing and editing journey. And like I said, I am here with you in the trenches working on the edits to my books right now too. So just knowing that we are all in this together. I will see you next time. Thanks for spending time with me today. Please hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. And I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook group. It's called Book Breakthrough Community, and it's full of other heart-centered writers sharing resources and supporting each other. We discuss the podcast episodes. I regularly go live with free challenges, and you may even meet your new writing partner to swap pages with. Join us on Facebook at Book Breakthrough Community. And you can always reach out to me personally at Dallas Woodburn Author on Facebook and Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast and your ideas for new episodes. Until next time, happy writing.